Welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Karimi, licensed psychotherapist. Join me as we talk about psychology, spirituality, and the human experience. I look forward to helping you expand your consciousness as you work toward healing and reconnecting with your inner voice. Hello. Hey guys. Welcome to the Talk with Rox podcast. I'm Rox, also known as Roxana, and I'm a marriage and family therapist in Southern California. I work with clients dealing with trauma, attachment, and mental health issues, which who isn't, especially in this year of 2020. And I really enjoy having deep conversations about who we are, where we're going, and what that all means. I love to talk about consciousness and the universe and us humans as a species because we do a lot of really interesting things and we have a lot of weird behaviors. But it turns out that we do a lot of the same weird behaviors. And I think that's really cool and so important for us to be talking about. The more we do, the more we share, we can work toward destigmatizing just being human and the struggles that we face in doing that. No, and I think even in this year where things have been so hard and people have been struggling, we've really found a way to connect and to stay connected, you know, socially distancing and doing what we can. And what is a better way than to really connect and spread information than through a podcast? So here we are. I really hope that this is a podcast that will be helpful to you and will be fun and interesting. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what it's going to be about. So the Talk with Rocks podcast will definitely include talking about all things psychology and mental health, but a big part of what I'm wanting this podcast to focus on is the spiritual side of things and how addressing the spirit and our souls can really bring a more fulfilling, embodied life and really get us healing these issues at the core, at the root of who we are. And that's really different for therapists. You know, we're trained to keep spirit and religion out of the office unless it's the part of the client's life. Um, You know, you really just want to be a blank canvas and be there for for the client to project onto you and and be able to explore their own thoughts. Um, So I always sort of followed by that rule as well. Um, especially because I was more aligned with like the psychodynamic Freudian type of therapy where really you you keep yourself out of it. Um, obviously, over time, that's that's changed for me and over the Instagram age of being a therapist and sharing your work online, that's definitely different because people really get to know you and experience you in a different way. Um, the spirituality part of all of this is something that I really is personal to me. It's been part of my life, um, but a part that I never really shared with friends either. So I think there's still a lot of negative connotation that goes with that and still so much stigma to it, especially when thinking about religion or, or what spirituality is or what that looks like. So I really hope that this can help demystify that as well. Um, you know, and so no offense to him, but this isn't about Jesus. This isn't about G-O-D in that way. This is about energy and spirit and you can call it whatever you want. 
And if those are the names that you feel comfortable calling it, I'm okay with that. This work is really about being true to yourself and whatever feels good for you to own it. And I guess that really isn't too far from psychology, which especially if we're thinking about Carl Jung and Jungian psychology, you know, talking about the different archetypes, the shadow selves, the projections, that this is all the stuff that we're going to be digging really deep into and breaking down these ideas from a scientific and psychological understanding as well. So let me tell you a little bit about what those words are. Shadow. Shadow is the denied and rejected aspects of self. These are things we all have and experience, different parts of our personality that we were told maybe in childhood or in society weren't okay. So we, you know, push them out of us and we create projections. Projections are when we see these denied aspects in another and we start to kind of feel triggered by them. Those are what our wounds are, those triggers. So we'll continue to look at, at that from a scientific and psychological understanding. But I also want to say, I think is important to recognize that there is science to spirituality as well. And I know that that's really difficult for some people, but you know, it's metaphysics, it's quantum physics, it's energy science. And at the end of the day, that is science. And it's something that you know, though I may have a limited scientific understanding of, I'd like to share with you too, because I'm personally really interested in exploring more about that and understanding the science behind it. Um, so as I was saying, like this is, this is something that's been a big part of my life spirit. And, and I really want to save my journey for another episode, but I will just share with you now that I double majored in psychology and religious studies. I studied the Bible extensively. I studied Jesus as a historical figure, several of the world religions, different occults, and oh, I just, I loved it. I'm so called to that and so interested in it. And I really walked away just feeling like, ah, they're all kind of the same, you know? And I think spirit really gives you more understanding of that and why, um, Anyways, I love it so much that I always said that if I were to go back for a PhD, it would be for religion. Um, I have yet to do, so I'm considering my POD cast as a PhD. <laughs> anyway, I can be a little bit quirky sometimes, so I hope you think that's funny. <laughs> but I do want to distinguish that spirituality is not religion. Okay, it, it doesn't ask anything of you. There are no rules other than really to trust yourself and to know yourself, to lean into your intuition. So all are welcome here. Christians, Jews, Buddhists, Muslims, however you identify yourself as a spiritual being, it's the same to me. And your openness is what's important and your desire and your call and your relationship with spirit. That's what that means. I just think, wouldn't it be cool if more people realize that and we could stop fighting about this crap after centuries and decades and lifetimes? So that brings me to my personal beliefs. What are my beliefs? I believe that heaven is a place on earth and so is hell for that matter. We create these places for ourselves. I believe that we are energetic beings and that we carry a soul within us, a soul that could have lived several times on this earth in different bodies and different energies i believe that we became in that we came into this room in this lifetime as whole beings 
knowing our purpose, that that was cemented and that we chose our parents based on this purpose, based on the friction that it would create in life so that we could really step into it, to own and to, to build and become that person. And so that's not always easy, right? We're meant to step into it. We're, we're, we need some level of resistance to experience difficulty because that's what shapes us. That's what creates our brain and our development. And without it, we would just be sitting back in a way that wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't feel like, you know, if your purpose even fell onto your lap, you might not want it. You might not feel attracted to it. We have to pick these situations to have the right amount of friction. And I believe that we are co-creating with the universe consistently, that, you know, we project our reality from our subconscious and that the world is a mirror to us, that others are also having this experience, right? And as a collective, we're also having this experience. So we're constantly just mirroring each other in that way. And our subconscious is really, really, really impacted, right? We, we imprint from a very young age. Attachment theory talks about this too. These ages between the zero to seven are just so formative. Our brains are developing so quickly. We're taking in so much information on who to be and, and, you know, how to be that way. So yeah, we come into the earth feeling super authentic, knowing who we are, being led by that intuitive voice we carry, flowing, But unfortunately, we aren't always in the perfect situations that will nurture and hold for that. We suffer from the misentunement and shaming and inferiority from our parents who are running into the mirrored images of their own shadows in their children. And we get wounded by this experience. We create a split to that authentic soul within us, giving up pieces of ourselves, our needs that had been expressed. We do this for safety because as humans, we need connection to survive. We're like one of the only species like this, really. But babies needs, need their parents to love them, to care enough about them, to feed them. So if a parent sees you being loud and says, ew, shut up, I have a headache, then you think being loud is bad. And you think, I have to stop doing that. I'm going to be quiet so I can stay close to mom. And you shun that piece of yourself. You reject it pushing it away into what you've now created as your shadow self where all of these bad things go and as you grow you will continue to see this aspect outside of you these aren't bad things by the way but but we interpret them that way and we attract them in order to repair it but instead it pisses you off and you think that girl is loudmouthed she's obnoxious because you're seeing it unconsciously you're not even remembering these moments of split They're just triggers from the projections of your fragmentation. And when we can bring them into consciousness, a lot can change. But because this experience happens, we often do fall offline with our purpose, with our authenticity. We experience fear and confusion around who we really are. And sometimes that can lead us down some really crappy roads, you know, like picking the wrong careers, the wrong partners, that lack mindset, the scarcity mindset. I'm not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough shit that leads you to feeling anxious, depressed, dissatisfied, disillusioned, all of the dis words, really. And that's just if you had a quote unquote good childhood, right? Throw any trauma, any abuse that you witnessed or experienced, and those wounds become deeper, more internalized, and 
you start to co-create and live from a survival mode. It's not a lot of room for abundance and flow. These wounds, they make us shrink and, and hide for our security. And it doesn't have to be this way. We can bring them into consciousness. We can make sense of them. And you do that, I believe that your life can be in flow and abundance to all the things that you want by really healing and in integrating these parts back into your whole being. That you can start to distinguish and reconnect your inner voice from the voice of your wounded self. I know a lot of people kind of have questions around, well, what's my anxiety and what's intuition? The main differentiation here that I think you can make is that the anxious voice is fear-based and intuition is not. Intuition is a knowing. It's a calm. It's not persistent in the same way anxiety can be looping with those kind of current and obsessive thoughts. So try thinking about it in that way. Um, and I, I really think this is the most important piece and what I really hope will be the main takeaway of this podcast because I believe that healing individually is so important and will create a beautiful life for you, but that also it will help heal the collective and the shadows of society. And as 2020 has definitely revealed, we've got lots of shadows. We've got racists running amok, running countries. Let's not forget too soon that that had happened. We have people who are hurting, people who do shameful, terrible things. Murderers, school shooters, pedophiles, they all carry aspects that we could have had. And until we learn how to love pain in us, we will continue to see these patterns of cycle and violence and struggle outside of us in the world and in society too. That's not to say that murder is okay, that pedophilia is okay. No, it's, it's obviously not okay. It's just to say that these people are sick and suffering and extremely fragmented souls. And we might have done the same thing had we had that same situation in lifetime. And I know what you're thinking. I can feel you shaking your head right now. And I get it. I feel it too. But the truth is we don't know. The only thing that we do know is that we project our subconscious uh, experiences out into the world. Now, whatever pain that we have, whatever pain that is imprinted in us, we'll keep seeing and we'll keep bringing it toward us. Um, you know, I do, I am talking about this in terms of personality. I don't believe that we create our own trauma. I believe that that trauma is being created based on other people's subconscious experiences as well. And unfortunately, we do run into some pretty scary things because of that. And I believe that we can really get stagnant and feel so helpless because we don't understand these things. We don't think about them in this way. That's something that I kept noticing in my own life that I kept noticing with clients that we do so much healing. We would do the psychodynamic, the attachment, the CBT, but then sort of people would plateau, their symptoms would get better, but there wasn't that level of healing that I think when you incorporate spirituality, you see this growth. Um, you know, and I know that that's also been in my experience. So the more that I did my inner work and the more that I allowed myself to dip into spirit and to own spirituality in my life and experience things like sound healing, I noticed how differently I began to feel. And I realized, oh shit, like this is the missing piece when it comes to therapy and working with clients. And I just, you know, feeling more confident in who I am and 
where I'm going and what I want in life, I kept exploring it and researching it. And I realized how important sound healing and using binaural beats or brain waves to get deeper into those subconscious imprintations is to consciously healing them. And I believe that using that, those brain waves, those theta waves, delta waves, I think theta works the best, but we'll, we'll dig into all of that too, that through repetition and through what's known as neuroplasticity, we can heal these wounds. We can reprogram these subconscious imprintations and start to consciously heal the wounds within us. And so now I'm writing a course on this and it's the conscious healing program. I hope that it will help you reconnect with the inner voice that's inside of you in that most authentic state and that you'll you'll explore, you'll unpack your trauma, your childhood experiences so that you can make sense of them and make sense of the way that they've impacted you and the wounds they've created, um, as well as uncovering that voice more clearly through journaling and through the, re the reprogramming through sound waves and the guided meditations I've created. I also just want to say, guys, I'm sorry, but my, I've been kind of sick the last couple of days, but I was feeling good to do this, so I'm sorry my voice is kind of crapping out. <laughs> Um, I don't always sound like this. Anyways, I really can't wait to share all of this with you. And I truly believe that it it's such impactful work. I find myself having such a different level of contentment that I didn't think was possible as someone who struggles with depression. And so I really, I really also want to give you practical tools for managing your emotions in real time. Mental health is is real and millions of us are struggling with it, including me you know, um, who's dealt with depression for so long, so many years of my life, definitely in childhood and beyond. But I've also struggled with anxiety and trauma and eating disorders and of course, obsessive compulsive thoughts and behaviors and relationship issues. I mean, you name it. I've been there too. And I know as therapists, we kind of, we want to hide behind the chair, so to speak, but accepting that I have periods of depression helps me and it's owning my shadow and bringing it back into myself so that I can be consciously healed and bringing you this information from a space of of honesty and authenticity and that means that I have to own that I'm a human who struggles at times with finding my way and you know um I think that that's that's a good thing to do and I hope that in me doing that and being vulnerable with you that you'll you'll be able to feel more comfortable doing that yourself um so I have to say that does bring me to saying something I want to be vulnerable and admit that doing this podcast it does feel really in line with my energetic design and my purpose but I have a lot of resistance to it in my attachment style I'm an avoidant attachment and that just means that doing this, it feels really hard for me to be open, to be honest, to be myself so fully, you know, so fully that you're going to be seeing me and getting to know me and hearing me. And that's freaking hard, but I do truly believe in this message. And if I didn't, I know that I couldn't do this. So I'm doing this because I want to, but also because I believe this message is important for you and that it's apparently needs to come from me because I have been trying to put it away 
um, and say, no, no, thank you universe, but spirit keeps putting it in front of me. So I'm trusting that it means these messages are meant to come from me and that you will benefit from hearing them. And I might channel in some episodes. So that would mean just like auto speaking like I am now. Always sound super awesome or, uh, you know, coherent, but sometimes it will. And I have this experience with clients sometimes in sessions where I hear myself speaking and I'm like, oh shit, that was good. It's not that I don't believe in myself, but I deal with imposter syndrome sometimes too. And I know when that experience happens, it is still coming from me. It's spirit, it's channeling, and it's my highest self showing up and doing the work that my subconscious sometimes still doesn't believe I can do. But here I am showing it <laughs> and really just having done my own healing, I feel like I can I can come to this space and, and own that. Um, I do also want to share, you know, we talk a lot about subconscious imprinting and I think it comes out in a negative way and I want to explain that it also is a positive experience, okay? I, I think it's important to see the light in the dark and I think I'm someone who has an easier time seeing the light. I can be really easily amused and and in gratitude for things like nature and stars and trees and sunsets. I know some people can't and that doesn't make me super special, okay? I also have days where I'm filled with rage. I, bullshit. But because I can see the light, I feel like I want to share this version of it with you too. Because I made this connection the other day and it's so cheesy, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm a Swifty. And I realized something at the end that, that she says at the end of her album, Lover. It's that song, Daylight, which is one of my favorites. And at the very end of it, she says that she wants to be made up of the things that she loves, not the things that she's afraid she's afraid of. And I realized that that this is what she's talking about. Whether she's aware of it or not, she's talking about subconscious imprintation from a positive experience, that she is made up of the things she loves and that she's inspired by. And if you're a fan of hers and you've listened to her over the years or you've paid attention to her life, who she's dating, what her friends are, what music she listens to, what she might be inspired by, and you follow her own music, the Easter eggs, the chords she uses, you see that. You see the way that these other bands, these people that she's loved show up in her music. And that's not copying. It's inspiration. She is impacted by these things that she loved, the people that she's loved. And she's absorbed that into her own being. And we all do this. And I think that that is just the most beautiful way of explaining subconscious imprinting from the positive side. And we can choose to consciously heal and be made up of the things we love, not the things that we're afraid of or the things that we hate. And I hope that I can teach you how to do that and that in doing that, I get better at it too and that we can heal and change the world. I know that's a lofty goal, but small steps, they make a huge difference. And from each of us, we can totally get there. So I really hope you stick around and that you enjoyed this podcast and you can find me at Talk With Rocks on Instagram 
and my website is talkwithrocks.com. I would love it if you send me messages. I'd love to connect with you and know what you're thinking and what you thought about this episode. And if you did think it was interesting or cool, then please, please, please pass it along to a friend or a family member who you think might, might find it interesting as well. I really can't wait for this journey. Thank you so much.